GOAT is a somewhat recent but now widely known term used to describe the greatest of all time. Nowadays, it has become a main debate point for who or what is the best in any given category. But what are the factors or data points that make up a GOAT status? Are those factors the same no matter the category? So who is the GOAT in your opinion and why? This week, we go off topic by breaking it all down with a GOAT check to find the GOAT of music. Hello, what's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Going Off Topic podcast with Mr. Kyle Fauché. This is not Kyle Fauché. I am subbing in again, second episode back in a long time, back from the hiatus. I already get the lead status. What a nice guy. My name is Dukes, uh, the coast, but also sometimes able to, to step into the front top spot, I guess you could say, as we are today. And some would say, to introduce, I guess, technically the co-host, the real host of the show. Some could say the GOAT of podcasting, Mr. Kyle Fauché. Fauché, what's happening, man? Wow, that, that is a uh, a very great intro and a uh, big shoes to fill, the GOAT of podcasting, but I appreciate that. Uh, I'm doing well. It is good to be back. Uh, you know, we, we've done some things. We have, we've, we've been talking about this one for a while. So, and it's very fitting that I think last week uh, there was a, a giant Twitter uh, Twitter was erupting with this conversation, so I'm sure we'll get into that. But good to be back. Always good to be back on the mic with you and uh, looking forward to the conversation. Absolutely. Yeah, this is something, like you said, very timely. But this conversation between you and I has happened. Wow. I mean, this one, this one spans back. I think we've had this multiple times and multiple variations across multiple periods of our lives, I think. And that's the fun of the conversation as a whole for me, right? The goat check. What is a goat check? Well, the check is a check in because what we're going to talk about today is what exactly is a goat what makes up a goat to us i think that changes for every single person and then also some of those factors some of those variables what are those data points that in your mind in your opinion since all of this really is subjective makes up that goat status and the check-in part is because i think those can change any given day any given year any time period we'll talk about some of those factors that will come into play but for you and I, Foshi, even though with the Twitter and the recent conversation, which we will definitely get into on the social media, excuse me, you and I, though, we go way back with the GOAT check. And this conversation as a whole is an interesting one, too, because this is one of the reason that we decided to talk today was because I don't know if we've ever really been on the same side of that conversation. I feel like not only have we not been on the same side, but I feel like we're actually pretty far apart, which to me makes that a conversation you know, all the more better, all the more powerful, right? So let me start by asking this. Before we get into the history of GOAT, the term, what it is, all that fun stuff, really quickly, we said in the intro, it is very simple. It's the greatest of all time, right? GOAT. For you, Foshi, not that we have to get into any specifics on who or what or where, but just the term itself, GOAT. Can you think back to the first time of you hearing that word that phrase that term and what it was in relation to uh yeah that's a good that's a that's a great question um i think a lot of it you know we're, we're kind of leaving this open-ended to where you know the way you titled it and the way you came up with it is we are definitely going to talk about music you know now and who knows in the future it's, it's ever changing like you said but it opens up the door to talk about actors and sports and all that stuff which is going to be awesome but i think the first time i heard it if, if I'm remembering correctly, it was definitely around sports and it's definitely around the NBA. Um, I feel like that's when you hear it the most is when everybody's like, you know, Michael Jordan is the GOAT. 
uh, I think that was the first conversation where I ever heard it. And now it's like, it's synonymous with everything. You know, a lot of people say musicians, uh, actors, actresses, directors, uh, athletes like Simone Biles is widely considered the, obviously the goat in gymnastics, but arguably if you look at some of her things and things she's done and the characteristics that we're going to get into, possibly the goat of just all sports in general, um, which we'll, we'll talk about that. I'm sure in the upcoming months, but yeah, I think it was just around MJ and, you know, LeBron is going right now. And a lot of people, that's obviously the big conversation is who is the goat? Is it MJ or is it LeBron? Um, and I feel like those two, it's super simple to compare them because they're doing the same thing. There's only four other guys on the court at the one time, you know, baseball, it's a, it's a different conversation. Football, it's a different conversation. You have to break it down by usually by position, but in basketball, it's kind of just like an open-ended question. Who is the goat of this sport? And you can really narrow it down or not narrow it down, depending on who you're talking to. Um, and I think that's where I first heard it was that MJ is the goat. And then all the conversations since then, I mean, it's, it's, you can turn on any, any ESPN or sports center show and you're guaranteed to hear that word uh, at least once in the hour. Absolutely. Yeah. I think weirdly enough, I also was thinking about that today and I think I'm in the same boat. I think that maybe it's just because we probably spend most of our year focusing on basketball. So maybe that's where we are most in tune with this term, but also I think talking about in a couple minutes here, the origin seems from my research to have started in sports also. So maybe it just lives there. I don't know, but I'm in the same boat. I think for me, it has always revolved around basketball. It was always the conversation of MJ versus LeBron versus Kobe versus even the old school guys, Wilt Chamberlain versus Kareem versus who you got magic. Who is it? Larry Bird, right? I don't know. It's all subjective to your point though. I got to admit, and this is where we, we, we kind of differ here is I think that you're much more on the side of when you said you, you can narrow it down or maybe you can't. I feel like you are the type of person that does narrow it down. Whereas me, on the other hand, I can narrow down, but it's much harder and much more of a complicated process, mostly because the fa- I, 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 I bring in the factors, the, the, fa- the, the factors that I internally decide that make up a GOAT status almost have so much of a weighting to the conversation that it can sway me back and forth. And we're going to get a taste of that today. So let's get into this right away. What is a GOAT? What is the greatest of all time? Where did it come from? Why does it matter? Well, today it's a debate topic. Today it can be, like you said earlier, it's spread to everything, right? Movies, music, video games, anything, anybody, any item can be the GOAT. You can have uh, Fresca can be your GOAT of soda, right? Coke versus Pepsi, whatever Mm. it may be. You can have... it has become such a common term, even in the dictionary, all of these things, actually in the dictionary for a very long time, apparently, that I didn't know about, hmm. can be applied to just about anything, even inanimate objects. It doesn't matter. It's the greatest. It's the best. Okay. But what makes the best? That's what we're going to dig into today. And obviously, it's all subjective, so it's just over our opinions. But for everyone out there listening, we would love to hear what your thoughts are, too. So feel free to send those in. But let's get into the history, right? So, okay. So, by the way. I can't say that I'm like a historian by any means. So we're, we're going to go through this together. But from my quick, quick internet research, it seems that the term goat was actually created by the Muhammad Ali's family. Mm. Uh, and it seems like his wife, Lonnie Ali, who created the Goat Incorporated, which was a company that they could use to track an umbrella company for all of Muhammad's IP so they could get paid off of that stuff, which is genius. And she's sim- it was it was G 
period O, period A, period T. Genius. Absolutely genius. Um, it was used for commercial purposes, all of those things that your IP does, right? And uh, it looks like Merriam-Webster did a little research and found that their, on- their first online use that they could track was, ni- by the way, that was in 1992 for the Ali family. Mm-hmm. Merriam-Webster is credited with saying that they first found it in 96, which you'll get a kick out of this, which was used on an Orlando Magic forum <laughs> to reference Penny Hardaway, the great <laughs> Penny Hardaway. Goat status, not quite. Do we love Penny? Absolutely. But there we go. Two first earliest instances are sports related. Okay, so right off the bat. Very interesting. Didn't Muhammad I get, but the Orlando thing, I thought that was hilarious. Then we then in 2000, which I think really blew up the term, which I think a lot of people, if this was a trivia question, I think this might be where people would go, which is in 2000 when LL Cool J titled his album Goat, which is he actually did the G period O, period A, period T, but then in parentheses said greatest of all time. So I think it seemed like a lot of people like he was inventing or creating that term. But even in articles, especially in one in 2016 with the Rolling Stone, he credits Ali for being Mm. the first person where he got that term from. So mid, early, I guess, to mid 90s, all the way to the 2000 when I think it really took off. And then now we are here today and it is, Oh, super common term. I I will admit that even eight to 10 years ago when I was in high school and college, I don't remember goat being as popular of a term as it is today. It definitely was a thing. It was definitely used, but to the level of today, I I don't think so. But I think, you know, media, social media and all those things kind of helped kind of bring it up. Um, Does any of that strike a bell with you, Foshi? Does it is it weird for you to go that far back? Do you remember maybe this being more common of a thing than I do? Uh, no, I don't, I don't necessarily think so. I think, you know, the first time like we talked about um, that I remember it was just in the LeBron and MJ conversation, which, you know, was not not super long ago. Um, but, yeah, it definitely makes sense that it's very interesting because Muhammad Ali is, you know, our, our large widely considered uh one of the greatest athletes of all time and one of the you know one of the goats of boxing for sure or the goat of boxing for sure but just it's very interesting that his family um had the wherewithal to kind of come up with that if they did and trademark it and now i'm sure you know just doing all of that is is really is awesome and then of course LL cool j one of the the original um hip-hop guys put it on the map made it what it is now considers himself um one of the goats, I guess you would say, but yeah, it's very interesting. And like I said, I, I guess, so LeBron came in the league it was 2003. Um, so I would say anywhere between, you know, when, when he was really going, maybe like 2008, 2009, um, late 20, late 2000s and then early 2010s, you probably started hearing that goat conversation coming around between him and MJ, but no, I love, that's, that's, I love the history. I love the background and it's very, you know, it's not like just some random person, like, you know, uh, an old, just some random baseball guy or, or basketball player that it's, it's Penny Hardaway. Obviously that's very funny too. And he was supposed to have a great career and then got derailed by injuries, which is a bummer, but it's not just like some random person. It's actually one of the, what we consider one of the goat athletes of all time, his family and uh, came up with that. It's, that's, that's awesome. I love that. Right. Right. So here we are today though. And we are away from sports because I think it's so common. And, and, and you and I's personal conversation has always really, I think, revolved around music. I mean, we, we go to a lot of things, but music has always been a conversation because I think that was where we're the furthest. Right. And 
the conversation, like you said, has been recently really taken off. And I think part of it is actually my angle on it, which is, is Drake the goat of music in general? And I know that that drives you crazy, but thinking of the, and I know everyone out there just probably took a, what, what? Let, let us go through these factors here. What are the variables that you decide that your mind tells you someone is a goat status? And maybe he's not number one, but maybe is he in that, 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 that stratosphere? Is he in that level? That's where I'm coming from. I'm not saying he's number one, but what I am wondering is when you talk about the goat status, almost always in my mind, it's always a very past thing. One of these factors that we're going to talk about is the time span, right? You kind of have to let that goat stat. You have to let that work of art breathe for a little bit. You got to let it rest, right? But are there people in different categories, in genres, in media that can already be running for goat status? We just mentioned basketball. LeBron has been in goat status running for the last decade, okay? Kobe was even at the end of his career while he was still playing. People already knew, oh, he's in that conversation. If he's not one, he's two, three, four, whatever it is. We talk about music today is a little bit different, though, because what to your point is, is with sports, they are almost subcategories within those categories. But music, we don't really look at it the same way. We don't we don't cut out the genres. We don't say Drake is the best R&B slash hip hop artist of all time. It's just kind of like the goat. Right. Is Taylor Swift up there? Justin Bieber. What about the old people? Prince, Michael, uh, uh, excuse me, Jackson, Elvis, Beatles. All of these people, all of these bands, all of these things, they all kind of merge together. So what are the factors that make up those decisions for us? Foch, I want to start with you. When you think, not that you have to give anyone specific, but when you think of the reasons why, say, I think X is a goat, the goat, in the goat running, right? Top three, whatever it may be. What are those whys for you? What are those reasons that make up I think X is this level? Yeah, so I, I have a couple things written down. Um, so I'll, I'll I'll name a couple, and then we can you know we can make, maybe just bounce back and forth and talk about some of them. But the first thing that come to, that comes to my mind when I think of like especially music, but you can apply it to anything. Um, I think you can look at transcendence across time and like a game slash genre changing individual. So what do you think of transcendence? You know, it's somebody that starts off really popular and then starts off. And then they just keep climbing and climbing and climbing. And now they're, you know, the transcendent. Everybody knows this person. It was interesting um, on the Higher Learning podcast. They talked about this Drake and versus Beyonce conversation. And uh, Van Lathan brought up, he asked his grandma, do you know, do you, you know, do you like Drake? And she said, yeah. And she was, okay, we'll name some songs. And she couldn't name anything. And then she's like, do you like Beyonce? And she said, yes. And then named like 10 songs. So, Transcendence across time and game slash like genre changing individual, somebody that can take it to just a whole nother level. You know, we always come back to hip hop. You look at early hip hop and it was, you know, more about the beats and more about the the DJing. And now and then it became all about the lyrics and rapping out what you were doing and in, in your life. And then now it's more like, you know, it, it's not it's more about the, the baseline and some dancing and uh, not necessarily as lyrically uh you know focused as, as it used to be in, in my opinion but i would say the the number one thing that i look at and this is just one of the many of the few characteristics or traits that you that you mentioned is just transcendence across time and how that person comes in and changes like the genre or just music in general is a big thing for me so you would say we could categorize that maybe as just an overall musical impact maybe yeah yeah 
So a person that I that I would look at. Um, now this is like you know, uh, totally not could be could be possibly a goat just based on that that situation. But somebody that I I was looking through articles last night and getting some information, and I would never even really considered it until I thought about it. But I have a lot more people written down. But this one jumps out to me for that for that uh, that characteristic is Bob Marley. Like reggae was not a thing really, and then Bob Marley comes on and reggae is massive and spreads everywhere. And reggae is still pretty, I mean, it's not as popular as it was, but there's still some really good reggae artists out there if, if you look and you're really into it. But he really put reggae on the map. Um, you know, if, if you ask a person, hey, who's a reggae artist? I would almost, I mean, if you ask 100 people, like what, 99, 99 of those 100 people are going to say Bob Marley probably. Um, and I feel like he took reggae, made it what it is, and then kept going. Unfortunately, it wasn't a super long run, but he took the longevity of his run and made reggae a genre basically. And it's still something that people listen to now, still something that people are getting into now. So when I think of that, I think of like Bob Marley is a great example. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and this is why the factors are important to me because I agree with you, but if you go look at the top 10 lists of all time artists, he's probably not going to be up there. He's Mm. probably not going to be in the high. Yeah. And that's because a lot of this is statistically driven. Okay. So this is where, the, the, the factors and what they mean to each individual person are very important to me. And that's why it's hard to really nail down a goat, your goat, my goat, every other goat down the street, everybody's goat. I mean, can, can be completely different, you know, and this is why, because to me, I agree, but I also feel like there has to be, what is the level behind that cultural and genre impact that also shows the statistics that say, not only did Bob Marley change the game, but he also sold X million records. So that is a problem that I have. Uh, one of the factors that I have, uh, I mentioned before, is the timing, right? Let it breathe. Let it rest, right? You look at all these top uh, um, lists, Elvis is always up there mm. as the greatest artist of all time. But the time period and the time now, like I'd be very, I don't have these numbers in front of me, but I'd be very interested to know what those records sold between the first 20 years of his life, the next 20 years of his life, and how many yearly streams is he getting now? Mm. I bet you that that is a sharp decline. And people oh, yeah. would say, sure, dudes. Yeah, that's also 70 years ago. More, maybe, whatever it is. Yes, that is correct. But that's 70 years of, of, of time overall. And that impact right away, boom, was gigantic because that's what it was at the time, right? But now, not so much. And that's the thing is to your timeless part, right? You, you mentioned the, the grandma knowing, right? And that is something that I also agree. It's one of my main factors. How, is this an artist where your grandma and your preteen cousin knows and likes and listens to, not just knows, listens to? So does grandma know Drake? Sure. Is she going to listen to Drake? Probably not. But you're right. Beyonce, Rihanna, people like that. Um, Madonna, probably. You know, These are people who I think all age groups know and can actually, if you put on, are not going to go, oh my God. I think right now, if you put Elvis on to anybody under 40, they'd probably like give it a chuckle, roll their eyes, maybe like, you know, okay. I think if you put on somebody like Beyonce 50 years from now, I I think that impact, I I think that reaction is going to be much different. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I think, I think you're, you're definitely right. It's, it's interesting. You know, I I just kind of thought about this now you look at things everybody has their characteristics or traits and it just depends how you it's, it's more like a weighting system, you know, like I weight this higher, you weight that higher. And it, it's interesting to see kind of those things of where it goes and how it goes and, um, and what everybody looks at, because yeah, you, you look at, uh, you know, 
how many, you know, there's, there's something here I'm looking at right now on insider.com business insider. And it talks about, uh, the Beatles, apparently, I don't know when this was written, but the Beatles are the number one with 183 million units sold. Um, so it's very interesting to look at that, but then, like you said, maybe that was early on, maybe that was now. Um, and you, you might weigh that a little bit more than I do. And I weigh the transcendent thing a little bit higher. So it's very interesting to see that kind of thing, um, of where you go. And I've had, I'd never even thought about that, the grandma question or looking at like a preteen thing. That's super interesting when I heard that on, on higher learning and it was something like, Oh yeah, it's, it's, it's very interesting, but yeah, transcendence. And I, you know, I also had obviously like sales is a big thing too. Like you mentioned in statistics right. and all that. Uh, yeah, that's huge. And, and but here's, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep leveling on and layering on to these, to these yeah. factors. Right. Cause this is what I, like I said, I make it complicated, but to your point, the timing, the let it breathe, but also there's a huge po- component here of overall genre popularity at that time. Right. So somebody like the Beatles who I don't know today, would you classify them as like soft rock? I, I don't even think they're like technically alternative. I don't, they're not yacht yeah. rock, but like what, I don't even know what the, what they're, like genre today is sure they're they're like classical rock maybe i yeah, I, like I don't know pop or yeah like pop yeah. rock or like something it's it's very interesting but yeah but that's yeah. but but that's a component right like elvis you know um his i mean i guess you can also classify him as rock which is still obviously a huge genre but let's be honest here hip hop is as 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 has kind of taken over you know mm. and you look at some of these other genres like country who at the beginning you know people like george jones and even johnny cash He's not at the top of these these selling lists, and I think a lot of that, even though he's widely known and very popular, I think it has to do with you know, how many people are at, were actually listening to country versus all of these other genres. Whereas now we've had a pretty good runway of hip hop, right? Like a pretty good thirty, almost forty year runway of testing out and knowing that hip hop is 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 the real deal. But will it stay like that forever? I don't know. That's the question to ask. So with this whole Drake conversation, can he be up in that stratosphere? Definitely. Yeah. But, you know, will it change six months from now? It can. You know, what, what happens if it doesn't seem likely? But what happens if people just stop? They don't listen to hip hop. Yeah. All of those things kind of change. So I think the timing, the time of it happening, the time since then to now and the actual genre and the music styles of those times all play into a factor. I mean, not that we're going to compare this whole thing to basketball, but that's kind of the big goat conversation with basketball, right? Is people want to say, what about Kareem? What about Will? They say, well, that's a totally different kind of basketball. That doesn't count. What about LeBron versus uh, MJ? Well, no, no. MJ was 90s basketball. That's hardcore. LeBron plays in the soft basketball league. That's, he, he's fine. MJ, though, tough basketball. That's hard. His, his, his championships, real. You know. And so I just feel like, how do you judge that, though? I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Here, here, here's another one that I want to keep this this moving. And then we got I want to talk about some of these artists and what we actually think. Right. So total sales. Now it's total streams. Right. But what about what about the how much do we care? And this is a question for you, too. How much do we care about the awards, the certifications, the golds, the silvers, the platinums, the diamonds? I just want to throw this out here because I don't know if it matters as much as it to us now streaming and all of that stuff. But just doing a quick research here, you want to talk about goat status, who's somebody who just didn't really think about but has elevated in my mind, not to the top, but just in that top level, Garth Brooks Mm. has to be one of the goats of country. This man set a record for seven diamond albums. You know what (laughs) diamond certification means? That means over 10 million records sold. 10 million. He did that seven separate times. It's insane. Yeah. That That is wild. How much do those awards and those certifications mean to you in your factory? 
So I think, again, I think you have to kind of look at it as like as a moment in time, because now like nobody's buying albums anymore. Like nobody's going and buying CDs or buying whatever, because it's not a thing. So I don't know if they have, I mean, I'm assuming they have some sort of adjustment to where it's like, oh, this streamed 10,000 times or whatever you get something. I'm not sure, but I think you have to look at it a little bit differently because I can go to my phone and listen to Drake's album and that technically is a stream whereas back in you know we're gonna again we're gonna sound like the old old man on the corner or whatever but when he was you know when when like you know little wayne was dropping albums or even garth brooks back when he was doing making albums originally you had to go to the store and just buy that album and then buy the cd and you had it and you could play it a thousand times or whatever whereas now it's so much easier just to be like oh i'm gonna listen to this uh it's not my thing oh yeah i like a lot of little still time it's just so much easier to get all that you don't have to spend the money you can just download anything so it's very interesting to see how that plays in here's a reverse of that though okay here check this out all right so your, your exact example you you, you buy those records because you had to right you have to well now you don't have to but you stream it and to your example you buy that record and you love it i i, I bought mj's thriller and I love that record. It's the most sold record of all time, I think. I'm pretty sure. Um, I played that 3,000 times. Streaming, though, I get those stats. I get those counts. And those do generate money and income for me. So here's the weird part for me. is when I look back and I look at these record sales, I'm mind blown. But now I'm wondering, why aren't we skyrocketing past those? And I realize it's because some of the rules and places that are set for those calculations. But if you think about that, those records – there was no good way for anyone to judge how well liked those records were. All you had, you had one data point, and that was did it sell or did it not? That's it. Now it is sales on top of streams, on top of platforms, on top of durations. We can actually dive into all those stats and we can know, okay, Drake had this amount of billboard, but he was only on for this amount of time compared to these months and these numbers who were viewing on Spotify and you know, it gets real crazy. And that's where I kind of think about this streaming component of almost not being as powerful as it should be, which is weird because when you look at the greatest of all times, to your, to your, to your point before, you hear these, these artists, right? MJ, Beatles, Elvis, and we're talking hundreds, 200, 300 million records sold. What's the equation to, how does that equate to streams? And I don't mean to jump in here on your on your on your thing here, but I I think that this also helps the conversation because I was looking, I was wondering that myself, Foshi. And I pulled up the RIAA, which is who who gives out those those plaques, right? They are uh, I don't know what the actual term is, but they are the certification company, whatever. Um, and what their website says, I'm gonna read this verbatim for you. Mm. They say that. Album award, full album award counts, which is what we're talking about. Albums or slash records sold. Album counts, count, they count album sales, song sales, and on-demand audio from the formula of every 1,500 on-demand audio streams equals 10 track sales, which then equals one album sale. That is what the website says. It's a little confusing to me, but if we think of it as simply as being 1,500 streams is one album, I'm not sure the math really points out there because, I mean, I'm pretty sure Drake broke the Spotify record for most streams in one day, and I feel like that um, 
would smash that. So yeah. I'm not sure that's accurate, but that's what the website says. I just want to say that uh, Drake's latest album, I know we keep going back to Drake, uh, Certified Lover Boy, which personally I thought was very mediocre, extremely mediocre, to be honest with you, racked up 150, 153 million global Spotify streams in day one, notching the biggest 24-hour debut in platform history, surpassing another record held by his last album, Scorpion, which was 132 million. So this is where I come in high because I just feel from a streaming standpoint, streaming standpoint, I don't know if anybody does it bigger than Drake, but I say that you start doing a little bit of investigating. You come across these other people like Bieber, Beyonce, Rihanna. Rihanna's way up there. You know, it's, it's just not so easy, but the streaming game, I don't know. Is it something, should we separate it out from the old actual record sales? Kind of like new and old basketball. Yeah, I feel like it has to be some sort of separation because, you know, it, it, I, it, for me personally, like I probably wouldn't, you know, if, if this was back in before streaming, and it, I probably wouldn't go buy a Drake album. I probably just wouldn't go buy it because, sure, I like Drake. I think he's fine, but he's not like my number one guy. But when Lil Wayne used to drop albums, I, we would go and buy it same day. Because you had to, you had to be there. You had to buy it. You had to, you know, you no matter what he was dropping, you were getting it. Now it's like, sure, I'll. For me, it's like, yeah, I'll, I'll download the Drake album, listen to it, see what it's about, and check it out. But if it's not for me, okay, I can pick and choose what songs I want, or just not ever listen to it again. But back then, it's like I'm, I got to go out and buy it because I want to show, you know, I'm a fan. I, it's my thing. So it's interesting. But yeah, I definitely think I, I would like to see, see, see them definitely come up with some sort of. Because, I mean, I guess that makes sense. Like, for every, you said 1,500 downloads equals 10 songs. Is that what you said? Yeah, which then so, they equal to an album. So that would be like, if if that album gets 3,500, 3, 3,000 downloads, that's like a 20 album. That's like a 20 song album, right? Does that make sense? I don't know. But I'm not going to get too, too deep in the math. But, yeah, I feel like they, they have to come up with some sort of. Well, so here, I'll just, I'll, I'll give you this, Fochi. I just did a quick math uh, equation on that 153 million that Drake did in one day. If you divide that by 1500, which is what are the RIAA is saying it's 102,000. So that would mean he on day one, technically they are registering his, him as selling 102,000 albums on day one. Hmm. Seems kind of, honestly, it seems kind of low to me. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe because 153 million is such a bigger number, but I don't know. I, I remember, what was it? What was it? Uh, I want to say like late high school for us, maybe. Lil Wayne did something crazy. I, it was something he had never done. It was a record he had broke, which was he, day one of like, I want to say maybe the Carter 3, I'd have to look this up. Maybe the Carter 3, day one, sold something crazy, like over a million units or something, actual physical units in one day. And I remember that being a record and just everyone at that time being like, he's the GOAT. Lil, yeah. Wayne, Lil Wayne is, <laughs> he is the GOAT. Yeah, I, I, it would be like uh, to go back to the uh, to the, you know, I, I, I don't I, I, you know, I get they have to hand out the, the awards and everything, but I don't think it's like something that I'm going to be like, oh, the Beatles have seven platinum records and 10 whatever gold records. I think they're better than this person, because like you said, I mean, it's just it's it's really it's a subjective thing. And if you want to argue that, then that's fine, because this whole conversation is subjective. But I, it would be I would like to see some sort of breakdown to where. Because no, I I would I would really want to know if anyone out there, I'm sure people are still buying records, but are buying CDs. But one, 
I would love to know why. And two, it, there can't be that many people buying CDs anymore. It has to just be streaming, which that's a whole different genre and a whole different way of, of grading everything out. So I think they definitely should split in between, hey, when streaming took over in whatever, it's 2021 now, when streaming took over, I don't know, in 2015, and we saw the sharp decline of, of CD sales. This is a whole new era of music. This is a whole new era of downloading music. Sure, the, the people that are still buying CDs and those still count, obviously, but I would like to see it split. Like you said, the old NBA with MJ's era and the new NBA and LeBron's era, you can still have the argument of who's doing what, but I would like to see it definitely split because I think it just makes sense to me, I think. No, I get that. I do. I do. And that's what it makes it so hard, right? Is that's when you when somebody says, Drake is the GOAT, myself, people almost pass out they have a stroke what, what? and it's like well yeah i mean how, how else well how else do you want to you know you, you basically get into the conversation that we're having here so i'll tell you what let, let's give a couple stats out real quick and then i want to know who is in your goat list if you have one a clear favorite and and why and then we'll, we'll get out of here we'll keep it simple uh and, and to the point here's the list that you'll pretty much find just about anywhere their numbers will change a little bit they'll skew a little higher a little lower so bear with me but for the most part if you're looking at top records sold overall, this is pretty much the list you're going to find, which is number one, the Beatles. They just literally took over the world. <laughs> what I see right now is 257.7 million certified sales. Insanity. Second is Elvis Presley with 207 million sales. Third, Michael Jackson, 169.7 million sales. From there, we go into number four is Garth Brooks with 148 million Eagles after that, I think, which is wild. The Eagles are up mm, there, 101 yeah. million. Billy Joel, George Strait. Oh, these are individual albums. I'm sorry. Artists overall, though. Oh, man, that might be a different conversation. I think those those must have been individual albums. Uh, do you see anything on your side that, that is given a different list for you, Foshi? Uh, I, I had one, but I, it was – I don't know if, it's, if that's accurate because what you just mentioned – uh was 50 so this is on business insider the 50 best selling music artists of all time um insider turned to the record recording industry association of america that's what the ria stands for list to find gotcha. out the list is based on total oh uh, this is total certified album units sold in the u.s this says it includes streaming figures um this was written September 22nd of 2021. So a couple, not long ago at all. Interesting. Um, So this says the list is based on total certified album units sold in the U S including streaming figures. Um, So, all right, this goes from one to 50. So let's look at the top. Let me scroll down. So I get to number one here. Uh, This says number one is the Beatles. This is 183 million units. Um, So I'm not, like I said, I don't know. This is business insider. So I don't know how accurate this is, but it seems like it's pretty legit. Um, number two, Garth Brooks with 157 million units. Number three, Elvis, 146 and a half million units. The Eagles are number four, 120 million. Wow. Led Zeppelin, number five, 111 and a half million. Michael Jackson, 89 million. Billy Joel is number seven. Um, Elton John, number eight. Yep. ACDC, number nine. Pink Floyd, number 10. George Strait, number 11. Uh, I'm just going to keep going until I find some interesting ones. Number 12 is Barbara Streisand. Uh, don't know about that. Yeah, what? 13 is Mariah Carey. Aerosmith is 14. Rolling Stones at 15. Bruce Springsteen at 16. Madonna, 17. Metallica, 18. 
Whitney Houston, 19. Uh, Fleetwood Mac, U2, Celine Dion, Neil Diamond, and Journey is number 25. Interesting. So, yeah, okay. I, guess, I don't know about uh, this. This is a very interesting list. Um, it, it really covers so the, the it's titled the top the 50 best selling music artists of all time. And pop sensations like Taylor Swift have ignited their stardom in recent years, but Swift still isn't the best selling artist of all time. Insider turned to the RIAA list to find out who is. The list is based on total certified album units sold in the U.S. This is including streaming figures. Swift has, however, jumped ahead of Bob Seger and Guns N' Roses since last year after dropping hit albums, Folklore and Evermore. Uh, England's greatest rock band holds a top spot of all time. And it looks untouchable on a list filled with a number of surprising appearances. Could be somewhat shocking to find out, for instance, that smooth, ja- smooth jazz saxophonist Kenny G has sold more albums than Eminem and that country star Garth Brooks has sold more than Elvis <laughs> Presley and Michael Jackson. Um, so that's insane. Yeah, that is very interesting. Uh, I'm on the RIAA website now. And yeah, I mean, I don't know what it, when it says certified units in millions. Um, it's very interesting for top 100 albums. This is just top artists, parentheses album. So According to RIAA, that's your top 25 right there. I mean, that's what I'm saying. The deeper you look into it, the more interesting this is, where you have artists that you would think that wouldn't think that might not even make, you know, Drake's not up there. How can he be in that conversation? Sorry, I kind of cut myself off there. How can he be in that conversation? And that's where it comes interesting to me with the streaming versus physical actual sales, right? Mm. So you kind of have to do, the weird part about this, you kind of have to search most sold artists and most streamed artists, even the searching is kind of different, you know, just looking right now, uh, most streamed artists. I mean, I'm seeing from Spotify, I see, uh, let's see, most streamed artists ever Drake with over 41 billion streams. I think (laughs) Ed Sheeran with over 30 billion Ariana Grande Mm, rounded out number three. How does that stack up with all those other artists, those 25 artists that you just mentioned? None of those three were in there, you know? Yeah. And I know that those are current artists. Some of those are very old. Some of those know. So all these factors that we're talking about, Foshi, they all come in and they kind of make up your own calculation. You know, that's kind of what we're getting at here. I know we've kind of re- repeated ourselves, but just interesting to look around and say like, wow, because I got to tell you, I knew Garth Brooks was a big guy. I knew he was a popular country artist. I know everybody you know who likes country pretty much loves Garth. I didn't realize he was at the top of the list like that. You know yeah. what I mean? So Foshi, with that being said, before, if there's anything else that you want to say to, before we move on, please do. But what we, what I would like to move on to is to talk about who, in your opinion, are those ghosts. We, we've named a lot of names. We, we've looked at multiple lists, a lot of numbers. Do the numbers even matter? Put those to the side. Put all your factors into play. What is the GOAT level category for you? Is there a clear GOAT? Are there multiple GOATs? Yeah. How do you break it down for us? Yeah, so I don't think there's a clear person because – it depends. Obviously, it depends on each person. It depends how you're, you know, what you want to listen to that day. It depends on, and I, this is going to be, you know, I, I, each person is different because I guarantee if you ask my dad, he would say Elvis. Um, he's a huge Elvis guy. I guarantee if you asked, uh, probably, uh, I, I, I would almost guarantee if you ask James, friend of the pod, um, he would say Springsteen. Uh, he's a huge Springsteen guy. Um, but I, I don't have 
a singular person or band that comes to mind. I wrote down a list of people that I don't even know if I consider um, the goats. Uh, there, some of these people I do really like, but I would consider just in music in general. When you say who are the top or who are the best musical acts, if you asked 100 people, I, I think it would be pretty split between these individuals. Uh, my, I think arguably what if and another question we could always have is like the, the who is on your Rushmore of music? Um, that's a very Absolutely. interesting conversation to have and a, a very different way to look at, at, at the goat conversation. But that's kind uh, of what I guess I was hinting at. I, yeah. mean, I mean, it doesn't have to be goat status. Right. I mean, that's like, the thing like is, tiered, we, you know, I feel yeah, like it's we're almost, a tiered conversation. Yeah. I mean, we, we almost use as we do with a lot of terms, we almost use goat too loosely, you know, and that is kind of why the whole basis of this conversation is that almost to get to that goat level. It's just not as simple as they are better than this person, you know, because a lot of goats are not going to be artists probably that you love or listen to. Like just because Michael Jordan is the goat of basketball doesn't mean that you have to be the goat or I'm sorry, that you have to be a fan of Michael Jordan. It doesn't mean that you have to like that person. But what we're talking about is whatever those factors that you make up almost make that decision for you instead of you choosing. You know what? I like Lil Wayne more than Drake. And so guess what? He's higher than Drake. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's just not that easy. So you're right. Maybe the, 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 the category of multiple goats is just too loose. But if there is a clear goat, I would love to know. And then maybe I'll, maybe you're rush more underneath the goat status. Yeah. So I think if, if there is a clear goat, I think it's one person. Um, now, th- this is I, I think it's, it's a very difficult, obviously difficult conversation to have because of all the stuff that happened outside of music and, and in personal life. But I think it's I think it's Michael, Michael Jackson. Like these, I think he's yes. clear. Like, like the clear. If if I was to say there's one person that is the clear goat of music, I think it's Michael Jackson. Uh, I agree with you. Actually, that's that's crazy. I would out of all the artists in the world, I've been thinking about this, and I think of all time for us, for me, I th- I think I have to agree with you. I real I real and and you know me, it's hard for me to put a put a put a <laughs> name or a title on any individual thing, but I will say that he, he for sure is probably the closest to that to me so keep going i'm sorry keep going no i think just all those characteristics that we looked at um transcendence genre changing ability popularity consistency when he was making music uh sales all that influence like you look at all you know usher even you know drake to a certain point even some of these other hip-hop guys some of these r&b guys like they all basically came from michael jackson of what he was doing so i think if anybody is the number one goat of music it's michael jackson um, so I would say he's like in a tier all by himself, probably in the next tier. Um, I would say Prince is up there. Uh, I think he is one of the most talented musicians ever. Uh, any, I'm a huge Prince fan, um, uh, transcendence, all that stuff. Maybe not the, maybe not definitely sales, but maybe probably not even the conversation with some of these other people that we're going to have, but, uh, just the, the amount of stuff that guy could do with all these different instruments, the ability all consistency um just game changer like he did so many things that were you know he he changed his name because the the label was going to give him his stuff so he was like okay i'll just gonna i'm gonna change my name and do my own thing um he opened a lot of doors for that um i I, I, not two people that i'm not huge on um the beatles i think definitely have to be up there just for what they did for music and of course elvis like we talked about but we don't have to beat a dead horse with that um Madonna, I think, is probably up there. Uh, I'm not a huge Madonna person, but just because of what she did for women in the industry and the way she changed certain things, I think she has to be in the conversation. Um, 
couple other people, Elton John. Um, I, I'm a huge Elton John fan, but I think if you were to ask a lot of people, he would be in the conversation as well. Uh, I was talking to Ellen last night, and she actually mentioned three people back to back. The first one, I don't know if it was a joke or not, but she mentioned Britney Spears, and then she's like, "Oh no, wait, Janet Jackson," and then she's like, "Oh no, wait, Whitney Houston." Actually, so I think she settled on Whitney Houston. Um, <laughs> I'm not a huge Whitney Houston person. Uh-huh. She loves Whitney Houston. I think her her arguably the greatest voice of all time um, comes from Whitney. I don't think that's a, a hot topic by any conversation, but there's a lot of people that Whitney Houston, you look back, you know, if you're looking at like a tree of who came from what, I think Whitney Houston's at the top of that. And then Mariah Carey and Janet Jackson and Britney Spears and all these people that came after Whitney Houston that she opened a lot of doors for. Um, I don't know. It's tough because, you know, like some of my personal goats, like little Wayne's up there for sure. Like one of my favorite artists ever. Um, and, you know, you look at some of those early hip hop guys like Tupac and Biggie, and I think Jay-Z has to be up there in the conversation, um, but not even just like hip hop, but just music in general for what he's done and, and open a lot of doors for people. I'm not a Beyonce person, uh, which is probably blasphemous to a lot of people, but mm. I, I'm just it not. A, I don't it know. I, I, I don't know what it is. That's all. That, that could be a whole nother conversation that we have. But I think she's probably mm. up there for a lot of people. Um but yeah, I think MJ. So if I'm looking at like you know some some goats, I'm I'm saying MJ, Elton John, Prince, um, are, are probably Madonna. Maybe is up in that category. Um, those are like the tier, like a tier one, and then tier like one A. I would say for me, um, I just named a lot of people, so it, it it's tough just to say like one person or two because there's so many people that that I that I think are up there and that I really enjoy listening to. Sure, but I think when when you name so when you say Michael Jackson. Prince, Elton John, Madonna. I think if you name those five people, arguably have the biggest impact on music overall and have transcended across time. If I ask my 80-year-old grandmother who those people are, she's probably going to know. If I ask my 15-year-old cousin, they're probably going to know. Now, whether they know songs, that's a different story, but they're going to know who those people are. Uh. I would say those five people changed a lot of music history when they came in and did what they did and opened up a lot of doors for people now to do what they're doing and make it easier. Uh, influence, you know, influence, popularity, consistency, genre changing, transcendence. I would say those five are probably in the, in the goat conversation for me. Okay. You? Finish it off for me and give me somebody who is currently doing it today that either is close or can escalate to that status because there is a factor here that we didn't talk about. I don't want to say we forgot about it, but I purposely mentioned, forgot to mention, or I purposely forgot. I purposely <laughs> left it out of the mentions because I feel like it's almost more applicable to current artists, which is this factor is who could drop a song right now or in their prime. I guess you could look back and say, hey, who, who, who could drop anything in their prime and it be an automatic certified smash automatic doesn't even matter that might not play too much into your thinking it does for me but is there anybody in today's music currently that you can see elevating to that status that goat status um yeah so it's tough because i don't to be totally honest i don't listen to a lot of new music these days but uh again it's not like the old man on the corner but i would say that a guy that was there for sure and then whether it was you know, I don't personal things that happened or what, but Kanye was definitely up there. Uh, could have been, I think recently with some of the stuff that he's done and just music in general, I don't think he, yeah, I don't think, I think he's fallen off quite a bit. Um, uh, but if, you know, 
you look back at some of his early albums and my God, I mean, they were absolutely incredible and people were listening to those immediately. Um, Taylor Swift, probably she's not, I mean, not my thing. I'm, I'm not listening to Taylor Swift, but when she drops music, everybody stopped most, not everybody. Cause I'm not in it. You're not in it, but a lot of people stop what they're doing and will immediately go to Apple or Spotify or whatever and download it and just listen to it and talk about it online and, and so, Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and all that stuff. And immediately it's everywhere. Um, and I, I don't think she's, when I look at her, I'm just looking at a list right now. Like when I look at her compared to like Justin Bieber, I would say that Taylor Swift is much more musically inclined than Bieber. Um, just like much more like talented and can do more things. So I would take her over him. Um, and I know we're getting to the conversation and I, it's, I think Drake is up there, but I don't know the thing that I struggle with Drake and it probably goes with Taylor Swift too. Is it, do you actually get the music and stream the music because you like it or because you want to be part of the cultural conversation. That's where I come in. Like if Drake was to drop an album and say, we didn't have streaming, you had to go to the store to buy it. And I think that's where we differ because I'm like, uh, if, if you were to drop it, I don't think people would be rushing out to buy album, his album as much as some of these other people that used to. And what makes you say that, though? I mean, the, the, the guy dropped a, an album that nobody had heard a song on, and he streamed 153 million times. <laughs> what makes you think that the majority of people wouldn't go buy that album if they had to buy a physical copy compared to the stream? I, I guess that's what's throwing me off, not to yeah. get into the – but, like, the actual purchase versus the stream, I, I'm having a hard time kind of digesting that. So I think it is the convenience factor. I think because you can get it directly on your phone and just listen to it and be fine with that, it's easy. It's not, you don't have to go out of your way to get it. You don't have to spend money. It's just right then and there. So okay, I think, so are you, are, are you suggesting, are you thinking that a lot of people can just kind of tune it in, turn it on their phone, listen to it, maybe not love it, and then just kind of turn it off and yeah. the ease of streaming. And maybe they're not people who are replaying and restreaming. And man, I love this. This album's great. I, yeah, I, I think so. Okay. I, I'd be very interesting to hear that because for me, it's, there's a lot of albums that I listen to now and it's like, sure. I downloaded probably off certified lover boy, um, maybe half. Um, cause I liked it. I thought they were pretty good. And I, I think that was just stuff that I don't, I haven't gone back to listen to it. To be honest, there's probably like three or four songs that I've actually gone back and listened to when I've been like searching for something to listen to. I'm like, Oh, I'm going to go back and listen to this or, Oh, I'm going to go back and listen to this because I literally liked it. I don't remember many of the songs off the album that I actually downloaded. Um, but I think it's, it's, it's a very interesting conversation now because it's just, I, f I would be really interested to see how many people listen to, to be honest, the past couple out, like I listened to this one, but the past couple albums, I didn't listen to at all because I just wasn't into them. I didn't think I was a pretty big Drake guy when he first came onto the scenes because I thought he was actually doing hip hop and rap. And it was, it was pretty good lately. I don't even know. There was, there was a lot more rap and hip hop on, on certified lover boy than what I remember from some of his other albums that came out because I feel like it was more recent before this album, it was like pop rap almost. It was like, just one, you know, we want to get on the radio, want to get the streams, which is fine. You know, do what you want to do. But it, it is, um, it, I feel like it's more, he was making stuff for like the, the, the dances, the streams, and he wasn't really like rapping and, and which, like I said, it's not a bad thing, but I would be very interested to see. And there's, there's definitely not a way to do this, but when Drake said, Hey, I'm dropping this album on whatever day it came out. Did people actually 
were people I know people were waiting for it, but how many of those people were actually waiting for it to actually listen to it and like sit at your house and listen to it? Or were you at work listening to it while you're doing work or while you're walking the dog or whatever? Were you actually listening to it to take it in? Or were you actually listening to it just to be in the conversation and say, I was one of those 153 million people and go online and say, go on Twitter and say, oh, I listen to, I listen to hashtag CLB and it was great. Because it's a, it's a different conversation when you're doing that as opposed to when you're listening to it and being like, oh, I just really want to listen to Drake because I love Drake and I think he's one of the best artists out there. That's the conversation that I think I would like to have, but it's impossible to have because you're never going to get people that say that. And that's, I think, where I struggle with, with the whole Drake conversation is I'm not a huge fan of his. I think he's fine. But is he in that conversation with Prince, MJ, Elton John, Madonna? Is he actually changing music or is it just is he getting the streams because people want to be part of the cultural conversation, which I guess is that's fine, too. That could just be that could be today's today's conversation as opposed to back then they were changing the conversation based off of their music they were doing and now it's just social media is elevated and people want to be part of the conversation i don't know it's very interesting though but i would not i, I don't know i i would have to get a whole list um and i'm, I'm definitely going to kick it over to you in a minute i've been talking for far too long but i don't know where i would put drake in my list honestly um i don't know if i put him in my top 10 goats of hip-hop to be honest with you Okay. All right. That's interesting. I, I hear what you're saying. And I think that it is um, uh, definitely a thing. It definitely is. It's not like it, it's not a, a part of this. And I, and I do understand wh- where you're coming from. You know, my question surrounding those, those things of being in the culture, I guess my question, and, and, and we can move on to, to, to my stuff real quick before mm. we get out of here, which would be just, I, I'm not sure that that holds as much weight as you put on it, which is a subjective thing, right? My opinion versus your opinion. Uh, but whether you're listening to it while you're sitting at home and it's pure silence and you're staring at the ground like, yes, I'm ready, or I'm at work or I'm cutting the grass, I, I don't know if that, to me personally, I don't know if that matters much of a difference. But I do understand what you're saying. You want to be, especially in today's social media age, you kind of have to listen to it just so you can get the memes, the gifts, the the comments, the funny, bad, good things to agree with, things to disagree with. Everyone has an opinion, right? That's part of it. So you're, you're definitely on there. For me, though, Foshi, if you were to ask me who's the GOAT, who's the Rushmore, I actually feel like I kind of need to do, for me personally, which is kind of defeats the purpose of this conversation, to be honest, is kind of break it down what we have said we didn't want to do, which is, or, or the, at least that these lists don't do, which is I almost need to do it by genre. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. It, it's, yeah. it's hard for me because, yeah, you, you know, somebody like Garth Brooks, who is a top five, top three person, he's clearly my number one in country. Right. Just from everything we've talked about. But is he going to match up against MJ? I don't I don't I don't think so. A lot of lists have him higher than MJ, though. So it's very interesting. You know, you talk about country or you talk about uh, rock, I I guess, has to be the Beatles. You know, for me personally, you kind of hit on it. I I have to give it to him just because they literally took over the world for a number (laughs) of years. Hard rock? I don't know. That'd be a good conversation. You notice all the artists that we mentioned, how many of those were actually true kind of current rock and roll bands. Yeah. Not a whole lot there. And I think that kind of speaks to the genre popularity that we kind of mentioned before. Like Tricky from the offended pods probably rolling over right now because he's probably screaming you too. Oh, Everybody yeah, knows yeah. who you two is, right? Yeah. But are they going to be at the top of these lists? Probably not. Even though they're super popular, is rock overall going to even touch anything in the hip hop world now? 
or these kinds of country in in general? I I don't know. I, I'd have to kind of look and see what the genre numbers are, you know, yep. which for me, that's more digging, more factors, more variables, more everything. I think if you ask me who like hard rock Metallica, yeah, I guess yeah, it's gotta be like Metallica, it's gotta be like, Metallica, like Foo yeah. Fighters, I guess is up there, but they're not even like hard rock. I would say they're just like rock. Like they would they're like alternative, I guess that's, yeah. that's where it gets fishy. Right. Cause then you're kind of breaking into sub sub genres, you know, and, and you're going, you're, you're digging and you're going deeper and deeper and that's okay. I actually love those conversations, but it's almost like you need to like single down, which hole you want to focus on and like, who's the artist there and then take all of those artists. And when you compare them together, that's where I feel like those numbers come into play. Cause how are you going to compare a country artist versus Metallica versus Drake today versus Elvis in the forties? That's where I feel like, what is the, what is the number? What is the one thing that they all have in common? And it's statistics in some perspective, even though that perspective changes over time because of the methods that were creating those stats. Kind of wild. Yeah. I think thinking about this, I think I agree with you. I think overall it's MJ. I think he, and, and that's hard for me. It really is. But there's so many. I mean, we could go on and on for these artists, right? Um, pop overall. I know it's a newer genre, but I, and this kind of, I guess I'm going to morph this into the current conversation. So if you flip that question back on me, who is doing it today that is either already there or can escalate? You already know where I'm at. I, I'm, I'm Drake f- through and through. Um, to your point, is he changing the game? Maybe, maybe not necessarily. But he, to me, is somebody who could literally drop a song today about his to- him staring and looking at his toilet. And it would be uh, on the radio. It would be everywhere that you've ever. It would not go away. But I also think that there's a lot of artists that you really kind of have to also put in that category, which is here's somebody that we don't think about. You know who who's the number one selling hip hop artist? Eminem actually, right? Yeah. Eminem's sure. up there. Do you and I listen to Eminem? No, not really. But that he took over, he took over, controlled hip hop, right? Also, though, what about these other people? Ed Sheeran, mm. right? Justin Bieber. Bieber, it was still to this day. You look at those numbers. They're insane. Bieber's numbers are insane. And you know, surprisingly, somebody who I really think would kind of be my, I don't want to call an underdog ranking, probably a bad term. But somebody who I think if you look at the numbers and you look at the popularity and where they started to where they are now to where their career could finish, I really think that it, the weekend is somebody mm-hmm. who is like really taking over. Yeah. But here's the other thing, too. We haven't mentioned a lot of these women artists, right? Beyonce. I mean, I think we're forgetting about like these people today that I just I don't know. It's hard because it's in the moment. Beyonce's popularity is so astronomical. That will that relate 50 years from now? I don't know. It might not. But I have a feeling that it's going to grow. Same with Rihanna. I just, even though Rihanna's musical records and accolades don't match Beyonce's, I think overall, just from media, social media, popularity in general, that's a big thing with Drake, I think. And you kind of hit on it without hitting on it, which I think is like how much of Drake's success is just popularity, people liking him. The grandma theory, you know, I know Drake. Drake's cool. Is he? What? What's his favorite song? I don't know. You know, that happens with everybody. But today's age, it's much easier to, to, to catapult somebody who doesn't necessarily, the music doesn't back them up. So I get where you're coming from from that. But for me, I think the head favorite here, the top three, I feel like it has to be, I don't even know if it's three, but it's got to be for me, Drake, Ed Sheeran, Bieber, and I guess Beyonce. I, I, I think that those just are untouchable names at this point. Interestingly enough, maybe someday we'll talk about 
the subgenres and maybe the hip hop genre as a whole because you know I love Lil Wayne. How how mm, am I? You know what yeah. I mean? Like where where does he fall in line? I don't know. The conversation can go on and on, Foshi. You know, we, we can debate forever. We, we have said a lot of names. We have said a lot of numbers. We have said the, the word goat a record amount of times. We, we, <laughs> we might have said it too many times, possibly, probably. But all in all, how else are you going to talk about who is the goat and what makes up a goat without saying goat? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, you have to do it. Before we get out of here, Mr. Kyle Fauché, is there any last remarks or anything that you would like to say and get out there, maybe even get off your chest, maybe some hot takes, anything <laughs> for the people before we sign off. Yeah, I think this, this is exactly the conversation that we were hoping and, and uh, it turned out extremely well. The, the best thing about this conversation is it's totally subjective. Um, I can defend my takes. You can defend your takes. But at the end of the day, I can't say, hey, you're wrong and I'm right. And you can't say, hey, you're wrong and I'm right. Because sure, like we named all those traits. You can look at sales and say, well, the Beatles have sold this many albums. Okay, great. But it, it, there's not like a, you know, even in, in basketball, sure, MJ won six titles, but LeBron's won how many MVPs? Like it just, it's so subjective and I love it. Um, and who knows? Uh, it's, it's a very interesting conversation. I think we're going to, we could definitely spin this off into a, you know, like a Mount Rushmore of each genre and look at each genre because I think we, we could do fairly well there and get to that point. Um, and, you know, in a year from now, we might look back and say, oh, who knows? Uh, like you said, The weekend, or who knows? Billie Eilish came out with dropped three albums and now has it, her streaming numbers off the charts or little Nas X is massive still. He's still going. Um, so it's a conversation that's always changing. And it's a conversation that for me is difficult to have because I look at stuff that I listen to that I like and man, it, it takes a lot for me to get into somebody new and listen to somebody new. I don't know. It's, I think it's, that's the way for everybody. Um, or for most people, it's that you like what you like, you stick with what you like. It's difficult to get into new things, but these conversations make you look at things from a different angle and look at it from, Hey, this is popular now. What am I missing out on? Should I try it? I should definitely try it. If I don't like it, that's fine. Somebody else can tell me about it and then I can go from there. And my last point is, 20, 30 years from now, when the Going Off Topic podcast is still going, we're going to look back at this conversation and we're going to look and see who is popular right now that still is still going 20, 30 years from now. And do they get added to the Mount Rushmore? Do they get added to the GOAT list? I don't know. It's going to be interesting. It definitely is. I can't wait to look back and have that conversation, Foshi. I, I, especially because here's the one thing that you forgot to mention about this conversation. It's also never-ending. Mm. It never ends. As long as there's music, which I hope there always be this conversation doesn't die because it's so subjective and you're right your opinion versus mine versus whoever's next there are factors there are numbers but in the end it all comes down to subjectivity with supporting factors that's what the conversation today has been some of the next things that we might look into we can even dive even you can break this up into a million different pieces who had the best albums who had the best singles who had the best uh bandmates who had the best uh 10-year run five-year run deck uh era um genre whatever it is you can break it into a million parts obviously we're going super high level here but the idea is that this goat check can be checked in on just about anything maybe it might even be a good idea for you and denny doing your little video game um i don't even know what you call it kind of little mini series mini series thank you 
what's the, what's the go video game? I got some input on that. You know mm. what I mean? Like everybody does. What, 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 what is the best video game system? Not even the games. What's the best console? What are the best games that make up that? You can go on and on and on and on. And we can talk forever. I think we already have. Hoshi, <laughs> let's get out of here. I appreciate you, as always, having me on. Letting me kind of run the show today. Everyone out there listening, who is your goat? Who is the goat of music? Is there a clear one that comes right? Foshi said his dad was Elvis. Who, who is yours? Is there one? Is there 10? Is there five? Is it a clear cut decision for you? Or are you like me and it takes 45 different factors and layers and leveling of those factors to come up with not even one, but like 10? What kind of decision maker are you, I guess, when it comes to the factoring? All in all, who is the music that you grew up on? Who is it? What, what part do they play in your life? And who today can possibly escalate to that GOAT status? Maybe even further. We want to hear from you. Let us know. You can find this and so much more, especially the brand new blog post that Foshe dropped with our ABC Network buddy and comrade, Mr. Tricky from the Offended Podcast about the St. Louis Blues. Some great history there. You know I love that stuff. Anythingbutcredible.com. You can find the podcast. You can find all the other podcasts like Offended, Movie Merge, um, even uh, What's Your Bliss, the ABC pod itself, the blog. It's all there. Go check it out. You can also find all of the socials that you can follow the Going Off Topic podcast and all of those podcasts that I mentioned there too. All of the links, all of the content, anything that you would ever want. We want to hear from you. So let us know. And um, until the next time, until the next Goat Check, hang in there, be safe, and keep listening to music. We, we, that's the, the key part of this. You have to keep listening. Enjoy the music. We'll catch you next time. Going Off Topic. As, or as always, keep it off topic. <laughs>